Welcome to Processing Purpose, a business and lifestyle podcast committed to having honest conversations about the stuff in our lives that is often suppressed, ignored, or overlooked. We are two brothers from very different backgrounds, but with one common goal. From entrepreneurship to relationships, from hobbies to house projects, nothing is off limits as we process becoming the best version of ourselves in business and life. And we're back. Are we at eight? I think so. Sounds right. Feel like we're, we got some good momentum going. I, I mean, yeah. The last one we recorded, all of them that we've recorded, have been life giving for me. But it's, uh, it's pretty wild to just see that the snowballs building and moving forward, and uh, I'm getting more energized as we go. And so, anyway, grateful to be back for yeah, sure. It's been a lot of fun, and who knows when we run out of things to talk about. Probably never. <laughs> We're humans, so yeah, I'm sure we'll have plenty to ramble on about nothingness for you guys specifically. <laughs> Just kidding. No, let's. Uh, what are we talking about today? Hey, it was your topic. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about sacrifice. Mm. I feel like sacrifice is a really uh, central part of entrepreneurship. I think yeah. there's just a lot of sacrifice, and I don't necessarily want to put a negative spin on that. I think when we think of sacrifice, we think oh, like almost like. Uh, deprecation right like oh man now you know now i'm gonna lose out on on this and now there's opportunity cost here and yada yada yeah there's some of that for sure but sacrifice is really important because it obviously puts your priorities we talked i think the last uh well the fourth episode uh is priorities the last release um and it puts those front and center yeah. i mean it it when, it when we talk about sacrifice it's really for me anyway it's zeroing in on the things that matter most and putting the things that don't behind me at least just temporarily for the mm. for the moment or the season. But what is sacrifice to you? What does it mean to you? I think I think sacrifice in my view does have a bit of a negative connotation. Okay. Like I think there comes with it an inherent giving up um uh, meaning letting go. Um, or, um, certainly a deferral, which you kind of alluded to there. Can but I, ch- it, can I challenge it for a moment? Yeah. Oh, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but when you look back, when we think of sacrifice in the future, it feels that way. But when we look back on the sacrifices we made to get to where we are now, like when you really break those things down, did you have to give up? Did you have to lose out? Did you have to? You know what I mean? Like, I think we build up sacrifice in our mind on the front end, and it turns out to be something very different on the back end. Well, I don't want to say that it wasn't worth it. Sure. Okay, so it was totally worth it, but it was it was a conscious decision of a separation of some kind. Okay. Of a giving up. Um, looking back, it's I can't think of one that wasn't worth it. Sure. But that doesn't mean that it still didn't have an element of grieving that came along with it because okay. of... Okay. Of what you had to let go of or what you had to give up for me. Sure. For me, maybe, maybe. And I think sacrifice in general, I I mean, I guess I don't know what the Webster's definition would be, but it's got to be death of some kind, right? Letting, putting, putting down, letting go. We probably should have looked that up before. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I will also, I think of it in terms of time, right? You're sacrificing time to do one thing that you can't now do another. Meaning uh, you brought it up maybe in the second or third episode talking about uh, degree 33. Yeah. But you sacrificed time spent on the water because you were in the shop yeah. selling surfboards instead of being on the water. Yeah. So that's a great example. And ultimately the level of sacrifice is going to come down to the level that you want to play at. Expand on that a little bit. Bring up actually, um, I thought about this the other day, but bring up uh, the conversation you had uh, with one of your friends think one of your mastermind group friends about getting to the next level or getting to the highest level possible. I remember you asking the question, something like, do you have to be that way to get there? Oh, oh, oh yeah. So, okay. So we'll break those two thoughts out because, you know, depends on the level that you want to play out was my first thought there. And ultimately, uh, and I see how they connected to the, now that I said that out loud, I see how it connects. Um, the bigger, the game that you want to play, the more you're going to have to give to it. Sure. It just is, right? If you you can think of that, whether that's um, schoolwork, uh, athletics, 
um, the marriage that you want, right? There's going to be an element of a bigger commitment for a bigger game. Right. And consequently, that typically means you are consciously choosing to put some things down, to sacrifice, if you will, in some area so that you can play bigger in another area. The conversation Gavin's referring to is, um, for those of you that haven't watched it, I highly recommend uh, The Men Who Built America. Yeah, really great documentary. Um, Really fascinating. It's like a documentary combined with, I don't know, like live acting, right? It was a little bit of yeah. a little bit of both kind of all mixed in there. Was that with Josh Brolin? Was he the one that narrated that? Doesn't matter. I don't it's remember. A, it's a moot point. Um, and one of the things that struck me in that documentary, and, and just for clarity, what it does is it goes through the Vanderbilts, the Carnegies, um, uh, J.P. Morgan, um, Edison. I think Edison was a part of that group. Um, and the Rockefellers. Right. And it kind of outlines what they did to create the empires that they did and ultimately create the foundation of our industrial revolution and kind of the, you know, really what this country was built on. And it became really obvious to me that those men, specifically Rockefeller and Vanderbilt, were cutthroat. Were just like, I am going to take you down and you will not stand in my way. Right. And I was asking a coach of mine at one point, I was like, do you, to be the very best, do you have to be that cutthroat? And he said, yes. Like, like without no hesitation, it was like (laughs) absolutely 100%. Yes. He said, but you don't have to be number one to make huge impact. Right. And that's really where the rubber meets the road there is I think about the presidency, right, of the United States. Obvious, uh, arguably the the most powerful person in the world. And I know I'm biased because I'm American, but <laughs> uh, I think most people would would agree with that. Can you imagine the game you have to play to be that person, right, to get to that point because of the amount of power? Here's the thing: it, if you're not willing, and this is this could be said for the presidency, it could be said for saying being number one in industry. If you're not willing to play dirty, somebody else is, and they will beat you. Yeah. yeah. So, is that kind of an ugly take on capitalism achievement? Sure. Yeah. If you want to be number one, it's going to take a bigger game, and you have to decide whether or not you're willing to give at that level. Right. But you can still have huge impact without being number one. Being number one and doing really, really well are can be synonymous, but not not always. And I'd say, and I just want to make sure that any of you that are listening to this understand that that may be reality, but that's don't let it deflate you either from pursuing your dreams and getting after it and trying to become number one in whatever field you're in. Yeah, just know that if you're willing to do those things and what it takes to get there, great. But if not, Take a deep breath, pat yourself on the back, and just know that you can still do extremely well in any direction you go. Um, but Luke's right. That's a huge sacrifice you have to make. And honestly, friendships, relationships get sacrificed to become number one a lot of times. Well, and let's 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 kind of bring this back down to a reality because, right. you know, I, I doubt that there's going to be somebody listening to this that's, you know, has a goal of being the next Rockefeller or Vanderbilt or Carnegie or something like that. If so, that'd be amazing. But yeah. um, let's not fool ourselves here. You know, most of the people listening here, including you and I, just want to do the best that we can, yeah. become the best that we can, impact the world in the best that we can, and we kind of hold the air quotes best that we can loosely, right. knowing that I'm going to go through and I'm going to do the actions that it's going to take to to achieve the level I want to achieve. And if it happens, great. And if it doesn't, okay. It reminds me of a quote I I heard about a year ago. It said, successful people are the people that are willing to do all the things that unsuccessful people are unwilling to do, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's the point, right? That's the yeah. point we're trying to make with all of this, that the level at which you want to play is the level of sacrifice you will need to make. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask this question. How do you know that you need to sacrifice 
this part of your time versus this part of your time, right? Because we know we talked about self-care. We talked about, you know, the importance of fill, get out and fill in your cup. You know, how do we know that that's, we're not spending too much time doing those things and not enough time on our business. And one thing I'll bring up before you answer that question is I also want to uh, uh, clarify that sometimes it has to do with expedience too, depending on the sacrifices you make and the time you want to put into something or how quickly you want to get there, I should say, really depends on expediency as well. Yeah. How quickly you want to get there. But I'm going to ring a gong that we've been ringing over and over and over. And there's only one answer to that. And that's coaching mentorship. You, it's a blind spot. You can't, unless you have a roadmap, you can't know what it's going to take to get there. Sure. So to say that you're sacrificing enough, that you're giving enough, that you're committed enough, that you're putting enough hours in, that you're giving it enough dollars, whatever, you know, that quote unquote sacrifice might be. You don't know if it's enough. I mean, look at the best athletes in the world. They all have coaches. They do. Multiple, the very, some multiple. The goats. Yeah. Have coaches. Yeah. True. At all levels. Nutrition, fitness, and of course the sport itself. Like no one's going this without a coach. And so to think that we're going to become the best version of ourselves in parenting in marriage, in business, without somebody that can show us the roadmap is incredibly naive. Well, and it's, you're, you're 10 steps behind always, right? If you have the knowledge, like the people that get ahead, right, are the ones with the most knowledge and apply that knowledge on a daily basis. So coaches that are talking to executives and uh, you know other business pros on a daily basis, they just have more insights than you. They, they have gotten more feedback than you. Um, and anytime we take a posture that we know more than everybody else, it's a dangerous posture. Um, it's a quick way to fail in my opinion. Um, what was I going to ask about coaching? Uh, well, oh, that's what I was going to ask is, do you think that there's an opportunity, let's say for somebody that's starting now, it's like, look, I can't afford a coach, right? That's it's thousand to 2000 to sometimes $5,000 a month. Yep. Sometimes more. Yep. Um, could a mastermind group or a group of like-minded individuals replace that at least for the interim? Can that, can that be helpful to an entrepreneur that might not be able to shell out thousands a month for something like that? Well, let's, uh, the short answer is yes, but let's zoom out for a second and define coaching. Sure. Okay. Coaching is getting instruction in an area that you're not proficient or could be better. Right. And that's my general generic definition That's off the top good. of my That's head. That's good though. Okay, so would this podcast be considered coaching? To some, yeah. To some, would reading yeah. a book be considered coaching? For sure. Yeah, would buying a course be considered coaching? For sure, yeah. For sure. So there's so many ways to get information from and I, I don't want to put myself in the category necessarily as calling myself an authority, but there are certain authorities out there for sure in different areas that can give you sound, solid, generic, but sound, solid advice to take those next levels and achieve some level of, if we're talking about the financial success so you can afford a coach, achieve some sort of financial success so that you can then hire a coach. I didn't have a coach from the beginning. Yeah, true. Right. So, I mean, your okay. your dad, dad and and other business, but pros I didn't like pay him. for a coach. Sure, from sure. The okay, okay. You, I you found other resources. Yeah, I found other resources, and now I pay a coach. I still have my dad, but I still pay a coach. Um, and spoiler alert for any entrepreneur out there that I know of: if if there's a young, hungry entrepreneur that's got his ducks in a row, we kind of chuckle at that because we always say they can't really have your yeah. ducks in a row, but you know what I mean. Has himself together, presents himself well. Uh, I don't know any entrepreneur out there that's not seasoned that wouldn't love just to help that person regardless of financial gain. Yeah. Um, especially if it's endearing and like, Hey, can you just help me, you know, with a few conversations to get things squared away? Absolutely. I do that every step of the way. So there are resources out there for you. And some aren't going to be willing, but that doesn't mean that you can't find somebody that would be willing. Right. So, yeah, I got a question for you too, just because you said the word authority and I know I'm spinning here a little bit, but what makes somebody an authority in anything? Like what qualifies you as an authority? I think it's a term that is 
overly used in this day and age of information at our fingertips. Sure. Everybody, I mean, I can claim I'm an authority and who's going to push back? Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, from a generally speaking standpoint, I would say that you have more knowledge than the other person would sure. make you an authority. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. On a general. Now, Mel, was it Malcolm Gladwell that talked about the 10,000 hour rule? Just being kind of a loose, I think so. loose based line of, eh, this is right about where you'd be as an expert in your field. As an expert, yeah. So that's kind of, I almost put expert and authority synonymously mm-hmm. side by side. Yeah. Um, once you become an expert. And I, I did the math, loose math. <laughs> um, if you're working full time in any career, direction, uh, venture, uh, within about five years at 40 hours per 40 to 50 hours per week. Um, in five years, you're an expert in your field. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. And you've been an entrepreneur for 25 years. You're an authority. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are. It's hard. It's, it's weird to it, say that. And we've talked about that mental disparity before. Yeah. When you become an expert, you're like, no, I'm not, I have so much more to learn. Yeah. And that's, that's the blessing really is realizing wow, there's so much more to this, but you're an authority. Well, and I think it, I think it mandates, and this is just maybe my personal view. I think it mandates somebody else saying that you're authority. Like, I, I don't know if there's an, sure. I, I mean, I, I suppose there's an element that you could be like, yes, I'm an authority and you could take that, that mantle, but I think it's uh, more easily given than it is yeah. taken. True. So what sacrifices have you made? Yeah. That's where I was going to go with this right, next too, right? Yeah, I know we got to spin back to that, and I think that's important. But yeah, what sacrifices have we both made? This is this is uh, an interesting list. I did make a few notes because I was like, I had to think when you were like, let's talk about sacrifice. I'm like, oh, that's it's <laughs> a good topic. That's a good topic. Um, <clears throat> so okay, so let's talk about degree thirty three first, then. Okay. Because we can. Some of these are going to be the same, and and. Some of them are going to be different, but degree 33, okay? I had to sacrifice money. Yeah. You said you put all of your money into it. I had, which wasn't a lot, okay? I was only 25. Um, Yeah, you said four grand or something? It was $4,000. But it was every penny I had saved up, right? And so it was 100% of what I had. uh, I had to be willing to to sacrifice. Um, the, The next kind of major sacrifice was when I wanted to go to full-time, when I wanted to switch from um, part-time energy to full-time commitment. Were you still a sales manager at the time you started? Yeah. That's right, that's right. And it's been said, you know, you make a living nine to five, but you make a life from five to nine. And that's literally what we did. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't nine to five for me. It was six to five, <laughs> Right. right? And then I would come home and I would, you know, help Holly with fulfilling or, you know, running ads or whatever might be to, to try and move this, uh, degree 33 down, down the road. But I, I was literally putting in 14, 16 hour days, seven days a week. Right. And because you're excited about the venture, you kind of lose sight of that a little bit, don't you? You do. It, it, it doesn't feel the only time that really feels like a sacrifice is when, friends call you and they want to go out right or well, you want to go do something or something like that you're just excited yeah when you're in the the growing phase it's just like you have so much juice going like yeah you don't really care you're just in it and especially when you see it start to work you're eager yeah you're like yeah. Oh, okay here we go here you're we go. eager to put that put that time in yeah that's um, awesome. but uh but when i made that transition from full-time uh, from from part-time energy that five to nine to okay, I'm going to make this the main thing. We took a serious income cut because I had a full-time sales position at a tech company in Serrano Valley in San Diego, and it paid really well. But you knew in order to take it to the next step, the next level, you had to start putting more time in. I had to. You had to. It it had peaked. It had maxed out. And it could have gone the other way. It could have. Could have. So I took two-thirds of a pay cut. That's a big pay cut. That's a massive pay cut. Especially when you're living in San Diego. When you're living in San Diego, that's a <laughs> significant pay cut. Yeah. And, uh, but we did. We just said, look, is it, do we want to chase this? Yeah. Is this a, a dream that we're willing to sacrifice for? 
And we both said, yep, we'll stay in an apartment. And we stayed in an apartment and made the switch to full time and had to go get a loan or, or raise money to do that. I've stayed in that apartment. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, another sacrifice along with that, that came with that decision was our ability to own a home. Huge sacrifice. We did not own a home until this one. Well, but the truth is they, none of the other homes were the right homes. This was always the right home. Well, okay. Yeah. If you want to get philosophical, I, I really, but, but only because we talked about it so many times up until the point you bought it of like, it just feels like yeah. we're supposed to be here. We yeah. talked about it. anyway, and I'm grateful it did happen that way. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a 20, 20 year two nearly arc of not owning a home in which we could have owned a home if I'd have stayed employed. Yeah. But at the same time too, you, that trajectory was also through a pretty significant recession. Remember you oh, guys yeah. were kind of getting your feet on the ground with your business when everything imploded yeah. 08, last time. 09. So your faith yeah. in real estate was a little bit like, I, I don't want to put all my eggs there. And I get it. I understand that yeah. hesitation, but now we all make better decisions with the knowledge we have. And yeah. Yeah. And I think the point there that I want to make with owning a home is that when you commit to a direction, it can mean that you have to forego decisions that you'd want to have, whether that, right. you know, it was a home for us, but whether that was, you know, your vacations that you want to do or getting yourself that new car or something, there's typically going to be a decision point where you're going, I either put it over here in my business or I put it over here for me. Right. And you're going to have to make that sacrifice likely where you're going. Okay. I mean, I didn't get a new truck till a month ago and I've been driving the same truck for yeah. a really long time. Uh, that That's part of it. It's yeah. just like, this is what it's required. This is what's required of me to do this. And there's a lot, I think there's actually a lot of pride knowing that, you know, you, you are making those sacrifice, that those necessary sacrifices to take the next step forward for your family, for yourself. Yeah. You're like, Oh, it'd be nice to have a nice truck or newer truck two, three years ago. But the reality is, is you put your family ahead because you chose not to, Yep, which is so important, which yeah. is the most important. Totally. Um, let's see what other sacrifices I make. I didn't have a normal apartment, even though I was in an apartment, we had a hundred surfboards in that apartment. I had surfboards in the bathtub. We had surfboards. We put our kitchen table against the wall. We had surfboards. It was an, it was a 900 square foot apartment, 900. Is that right? Sounds about right. And yeah. we had a hundred <laughs> surfboards. They were every, we had to take the surfboards out of the bathtub to take a shower. Like, yeah, you know, having people over for dinner didn't exist. Yeah. And those, you know, those are things that don't seem like that big a deal, but really when you look back, they were, they were big. They a will big be deal. for some people. Yeah. Right. So it all depends on what you value. Like yeah. there could be, you know, people that are married and the wife loves entertaining or the, the husband loves entertaining and, you know, there's sewing things all over the the table because they're making scarves or you know it, right and there's going to be sacrifices one to the other that could be more significant to the other yeah and uh for us we were on the same page and excited and that wasn't that didn't feel like a sacrifice but i mention it because the environment could feel like that depending on what you value true do you feel like people that absolutely people that wake up every day and go, I can't believe I'm getting paid today to do this. Holy smokes. Do you think they still make sacrifices even though they're doing what they love to do every single day? hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. You bet. It, they may not necessarily be sacrifices from a standpoint of like this hurts. Right. Because you're moving towards not moving away. And right. So, you know, that the sacrifices look a little bit different. Other people looking at them, this is an interesting thought, other people looking at them, family, may judge them for the things that they are doing or not doing. Sure. You know? An example that popped into my head is, you know, putting kids in private school versus public school, right? Depending on where you come from, you may need to put the money, and I grew up in private school all the way through. Yep. And now your kids are in public. My kids are in public school, you know? And, you know, that's neither here nor there. I, I've got no gripes. 
was gonna say i've got no gripes against the public school that's not fair <laughs> but it's it's the path that's right for us right now and uh is that a sacrifice so that we can put money into other things of course yeah right it's just it's just the lens right that that you view things through i think and i know i've kind of rambled about a lot of different sacrifices here i think a lot of those were more just like part of the experience right i think one of them that doesn't get talked much about and maybe that's because it's not a reality for a lot of people but holly and i were working together and for us to work together it was really hard on our marriage yeah and so did we sacrifice in that yeah i would say that we did could i tell you what we sacrificed no but it was a strain it was a strain yeah you know and which is uh, not abnormal most people that either do or don't work together with their spouse would say the same thing. Right. I've heard yeah. a lot of people go, Whoa, you work with your wife. Whoa. I yeah. could not do that. Right. Yeah. And not necessarily in a negative with, with a negative spin on it. Just like a, Whoa, that would be, you know, and I, and I, and I do understand it from an intimate level because I do work with my wife side by side every yeah. single day, but it, it, there are times where for sure it can put a strain on your relationship. Yeah. So that was a big one for us is that it, it was it was hard on Holly and I. Um, someone had to be the boss, and that was me. Uh, both of us agreed to that, but she was still my wife. <laughs> yeah, and it would come to decision making time, and I would treat her like an employee, and that didn't go over well. How long did that take to realize? Oh, there's something here that doesn't feel good we had that business for a little over a decade and i think it probably took us six or seven years oh wow to finally go all right the rhythm here feels off yeah yeah you know and and there's different seasons in that when you're building together it's different you're on the same team it's it was when it started to mature yeah um and some of the luster started to wear off um where it started to become a more obvious problem yeah when the romance of entrepreneurship yeah. starts to fade, yeah. <laughs> you go, oh, this is a lot more challenging than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. yeah. But there's going to be sacrifices at every, at every level and in every game, you know, that was degree 33. My ski career had its own set of sacrifices, right. you know, whether that was, um, you know, I didn't go to normal education. I didn't go to normal school because I, I was traveling so much that I didn't have enough days that they would allow me to attend. Right. Um, so I had tutors. Some would say, oh, you're lucky. Others would say you sacrificed, right? It just depends on what you value. I lived, you know, through my late teenage years, I lived in a different city than my family with a host family. That's right, for skiing. Yeah, That's so right. I, you know, I sacrificed being with my family. Now I was chasing a dream. Did it feel that way? No. Would some view it that way? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Lots of travel, training six days a week. We'd have one day off a week and we were training six days a week, whether that's you know, uh, on the hill or otherwise. And so, you know, coming back to where I started depends on the, the level that you want to play at. And then a bigger game is going to require a bigger sacrifice. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to circle back to, and just reiterate that I, I firmly believe the biggest sacrifice for all of us is time. Um, yeah. and it's up to you to define and decide how much time you want to get, give to what, but I'm going to also circle back to a previous episode and say, it's really important for you to carve out that special time for yourself every single week, whatever that looks like, it's up to you, but that's really important because, uh, in my opinion, in my story is I've sacrificed so much of my own personal time mm. to achieve different things or, you know, to lay it down for, for other people, uh, for them to have my time for different reasons. And, um, and a, I talked about too, that I've created really healthy boundaries around that now and want to make sure that I protect that time. But that time can get away from you really easily, or it's easier to sacrifice that time versus others, right? Kids have, you know, practice or a game or a recital. That stuff's going to take priority over everything else. But please, please prioritize yourself, your personal time. Uh, don't give that up every single week to be able to fill the gap otherwise, because it'll get away from you. And that's when it starts to compound. That's when it starts to build up on you and realize, oh my God, I'm sacrificing too much. Well, you are, right? You, you are sacrificing too much. 
But I bring that up because the question is, is like, how much should I be sacrificing here? How much time should I be giving here? And only you know that. Yeah. Only you know that based on your plans and your goals and what you want to achieve. But don't forget to carve out time for yourself. Really important. Yeah, I've got a buddy that um, has a huge company, massive company, and has built it in a very short window. And I would love to have results like that. And yet, I know how hard he works, and I'm not willing to put that level of sacrifice in. Right. So Amen. It, so That's it comes down all to good. You know, I'd love to play at that that level. But I don't need to play at that level to the point where I'm willing to give what he's willing to give. And we all have to make and it's an it's an ever changing conversation. Right. Right. You know, you may have seasons where you're full on from sun up to way past bedtime. And there'll be other seasons where you can coast a little bit more and, and you're always evaluating and always figuring out what's this season require of me. Um, and that's always, that's always in flux, but. Is what you want and what you need always aligned or never? I don't think it's ever aligned. (laughs) What we need is always very basic, right? Like I need, you know, kind of the Maslow's, um, pyramid of hierarchy or hierarchy of needs or whatever it's called yeah um yeah we always start with the basics but what we want is always so much greater than what we actually need that's an interesting thought here and i'm gonna rabbit trail for just a second because i think this is being redefined for me currently right now Mm. um i was i was raised in an environment where the progression of achievement is wish want need got Meaning, you, you wish for it, that's not enough. You want it, that's not enough. Not until you need it. Right. Are you going to go get it? Ooh, I like that. Okay. And it's like, okay, I, I can see how that gets there. The challenge with that is if you need everything that you're chasing, you will never be at peace. Uh it's the perpetual because there's always something else to chase there's always something bigger there's always the next thing there's always a bigger house a faster car a whatever however you want to define it and if you're always putting something in the need category you forever live in a place of dissatisfaction so is there a season where and maybe you sac- i'm just speaking for myself yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, I, I totally hear what you're saying. Is there a season then where you can sacrifice less? Meaning, can you achieve those things that you've set out to achieve and go, all right, I, I don't have to give as much anymore. I, I, I can sacrifice less now. Maybe. Or I don't is it know just how to always that. A, yeah, it's almost kind of like along the question of uh, does parenting, parenting get easier? No, it just gets different. It gets different. <laughs> yeah. Sacrifices probably don't become less. They just look different. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, I I feel like that kind of, and I'm not even sure I have a total clarity on that right now. That's kind of what came top to mind is when you, uh, yeah, when you said that. But I feel like on some level that's being redefined for me right now mm. on on how to define what I truly need. Um, well, you just got a new truck, so <laughs> <laughs> so I don't so, need that. Check. Um, um, yeah, I I philosophically wonder about. Um, just the need for sacrifice, right? Just the overall need for sacrifice. Do it. Is it something that we should always be thinking about or is it just something that we naturally do because it's something that needs to be done? It's how bad do you want it? Probably the latter, but how bad do you want it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, to talk, talk about some of the things you feel you've had to sacrifice. Yeah. The, the biggest one, I don't think I've ever talked about on this show at all is, um, uh, I was actually addicted to drugs and alcohol, uh, Mm. almost 14 years ago and landed at Seattle's union gospel mission, um, ended up living there for a year and a half. And that was a huge sacrifice. I mean, I can go into the details of that, but I think anybody that understands how addiction works and how, you know, homelessness looks and feels, um, it was a major sacrifice for me to step out of, 
the normal day-to-day world and, and take a year and a half time out for myself and, and get things straightened out, you know, get things straightened out and, and back on a healthy track. And so that was a major sacrifice for me and a major, you know, a major sacrifice for my family and reputations and everything else that, that goes along with it. Um, forever grateful for that experience. They said a lot when we were in there, um, when I bring this up because I think it's correlated to the sacrifices, they always said, we're, we're always surprised when people stay. We're never surprised when people leave. Mm. Right. And yeah. so there was just a lot of turnover in there. A lot of people that were not willing to sacrifice, um, putting that time and energy and effort into getting themselves well so that they can step back out with strength and vitality. I had actually about four guys that I lived with ended up dying uh, because wow. they decided uh, to go a different direction, uh, went back out and relapsed um, and it took their life. So forever grateful for that. In terms of business, um, yeah, jumping into real estate was a big sacrifice for sure. But I was also finishing my degree. So I had a lot of, I had a lot of blind confidence because I always thought, well, you know, if this doesn't turn out, I'm getting my degree, I'll use my degree for something else. So I kind of had an interesting window or a season of time where I felt like that sacrifice was uh, in a way necessary to make. Like I'm, you know, I'm young, I'm working on my degree, haven't really started a career yet. This is the time to take some risks, right? Take some chances on myself. And so I felt pretty good about making that sacrifice. It didn't feel um, like I was giving things up. It actually felt like I was taking a step forward for myself. Um, but I had never really been an entrepreneur previous to that, um, outside of, you know, flipping a few cars here and there and just doing a few entrepreneurial things on the side. Um, but it was, it was a sacrifice in that I went two feet in. Uh, I, I didn't, I did the one foot in one foot out thing for about two months working at a restaurant. I was bartending. So I bartended for another two months and then went two feet into the real estate game. Uh, Brooke was actually pregnant. She was at home with Liv. Maybe Liv was, or no, Liv, she was pregnant with Liv, our first child. And so I just said, Hey, I want you to stay home. If you'd like, I will get after it and, and hit the pavement and make it happen. And I did, it was, it was not easy, but I ended up making, uh, just as much as I would have as a bartender that first year. So I found it as a win, right? A lot of people take a loss that first year. Uh, but I, I leaned into it and made a lot of sacrifices with my time and energy and, uh, a lot of, lot of upsets along the way, especially in an all commission based business. Good example. I won't name names, but there was a couple that I showed. I remember early on in my career that I showed 81 homes to, <laughs> and then they ghosted me, uh, oh. completely ghosted me. Not even a thank you, nothing completely just shut it off. Uh, and that really like that, that was a moment of clarity for me to realize how much sacrifice I was actually going to need to make to do well in this business. Wow. Um, now that's an extreme case. I haven't had many like that, but I have wasted a lot of time on a lot of people for a lot of reasons. And it's a part of it. It's a part of the game. Don't get me wrong. Um, but boy, oh boy, have I put a lot of time and effort into things that did not pan out. And that's, it's a hard pill to swallow, but like everything in life, everything evens itself out. Mm. It just does. No matter the sacrifices you feel like you're making now that are so lopsided, how is this ever going to even itself out? It will gradually. Then suddenly you will get to where you want to go. And I I firmly believe those sacrifices might look different, but they're not going to feel as heavy and weighty as it did when you first had to step out with a leap of faith. Um, But take that leap of faith. We talk about it a lot on the show. Take a leap of faith. You can do it. You have what it takes. Yes, it's going to be uncomfortable at times, but uh, but sacrifices, you're already making them. It's not like you're going to wake up today and make 100 new sacrifices. You're just going to shift the sacrifices you're already making in a different direction. Well, I mean, it's it's debatable on whether you're going to sacrifice more at your job than you will at a, as an entrepreneur. Totally. Right? I mean, you, you ha- when you have a job, meaning that you're employed, you have an employer, you you have to be there. Yeah, you do. Your attendance is mandatory. And if you can't attend, if you can't be there, you're not going to have a job for very long, right? And so that could go in in many different directions, whether you get called in on a Saturday to, to help out with a major presentation that's got to be done by Monday, and you were supposed to go to your kid's game on Saturday, and you couldn't, right? So right. there's... 
And that's going to happen in entrepreneurship and the business ownership game as well. But there's just as much sacrifice likely in what it is that you're doing than what you're wondering whether or not you should chase. Totally. It just might look different. Right. And I think that right there for me is probably one of my biggest sacrifices. When you choose to become an entrepreneur, you sacrifice an element of certainty. Mm. And as a species, we deeply value certainty. Isn't it funny though, because on the flip side of that, you and I look at it very differently, right? Meaning we're entrepreneurs, so we see things through a different lens anyway, but I think it's a sacrifice to leave it up to someone else to tell me what my time's worth. Totally. I think that you and I are like, yeah, that 100%, that's our sacri- that's a sacrifice we'd be making if we were employees. But we're not saying that's right or wrong. We're yeah. just saying, but that's the difference between the entrepreneurial mind and the employee mind. Yeah. But there is a huge, massive element of unknown when you strike out on your own. And sacrificing the certainty of your paycheck, sacrificing the certainty of your benefits sacrificing there's there's a certain amount there that is a re-education process to what living with higher upside but with less uh certainty and a greater downside potential yeah a real potential downside uh but before all of you guys freak out and go, okay, there you go. You just validated. I don't want to do this. Right. Like, uh, well, if that validated it, then (laughs) you're great. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, I, I'd actually say, uh, uh, reminds me of Tony Robbins. He said, um, stop being afraid of what could go wrong and start getting excited about what could go right. Right. Easy to put yourself in that position and just think, oh man, this is not going to work out the way I thought it would. Nope. It won't, but get excited about what could go right still because it totally can and it will. Yeah. What was it that um was from that the the Stutz uh documentary as well. Yeah. And he was talking about the three constants in life. Do you remember what the word it was like? Pain and Pain, it was constant need for work and uncertainty. And uncertainty. Are the three facts of life you can never shake off. Yep. Pain, constant need for work, and uncertainty. Yep. And I think that the level of uncertainty is greater as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah, it is, but greater the reward too. Absolutely. In so many ways. So, um, man, we've both sacrificed a lot. We have, whether we've spelled it all out, you know, here or not, we do every single day. We step out on our own to build a life and a business and everything for ourselves and our, our families in a way that we feel is fit to us. That's a sacrifice. Yeah. That's a sacrifice. Have you sacrificed any relationships to be where you're at? Um, only, only for poor reasons. Uh, meaning, uh, I, I never ever will or have snuffed out a relationship to get ahead. Uh, but unfortunately I screwed up some relationships because of my addictions in the Mm. past. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, for bad reasons. (laughs) Yeah. That, that wasn't quite where I was going with that. I, I get that. Yeah. Um, uh, but I'd say no, I, not that I know of anyway, could I have along the way that I'm unsure of? Maybe. Yeah. I, I know that some people are going to have to, Yeah, you know, they're going to have to leave their college buddies. Yeah. They're going to have to silence their family of origin. That's doubting them. Um, it can be a lonely road. Yeah. Being an entrepreneur. Uh, and sometimes that means that those relationships get shelved. Right. Doesn't necessarily get severed. Unless you want to, I suppose. But there are times where they get shelved um, because you chase something and they don't believe in you. And I have seen it happen to people over and over and over. And I I haven't necessarily had to to walk away from relationships. Um, I think I was blessed with coaching from an early age of surrounding myself with good people um, and making decisions about who I spend my time with very consciously. 
Um, and I think that that stacked the deck in my favor to not have to do that. But uh, I know a lot of people do. That is, I got to tell you guys, that's probably the key takeaway from all this is surround yourself. If you're going to sacrifice anything, sacrifice re- any relationships for healthier ones, mm. for sure. The more you surround yourself with really high quality people who are forward thinking individuals that want similar things you want in life, you're going to get to where you want to go faster. You just are. Yeah. I I, I truly believe that. Yeah. Um, Now, let me ask this question too. Is it possible, or I guess, is it accurate to say the more sacrifices you're willing to make, the faster you're going to get to where you want to go? Or is that not necessarily true? Oh, I'm sure there's a sliding scale in there somewhere. I, I, I think there's some, you know, sacrifice has an element of relativity, right? So what one person sacrifices, another person doesn't even have to think about. Right. Um, but generally speaking, yeah, it's yep. going to take more sacrifice to play at a higher level. And I feel like we've said that a few times, but it's if you want to play a big game, if you're going to take down big competition, if you're going to be at the Olympics, if you're going to, whatever it is, better pack a big lunch. Yep. Because it's going to be a journey. Yep. I love that. That's great advice. Let's finish with one question for each of us to answer, unless you want to finish with a different point, by all means do that. But, um, question is, is what are you not sacrificing now one thing that you're not sacrificing now that you know you need to make whoa on the spot i just got goosebumps okay so what's one thing that i know i should be sacrificing and that you are going to make a commitment to sacrifice (laughs) it's even heavier wow um so off the top of my head, and this seems a little childish, but this is what came to mind. Um, I, in the evening with Holly, I enjoy too much TV. Okay. I, en- I enjoy watching Netflix shows. I enjoy, and th- nothing wrong with that. I yeah, think, I'm the same. I'm not yeah, uh, trying to say that you shouldn't do that. I think that there are times where I binge watch too much <laughs> and and like seven episodes in a night bro <laughs> <laughs> not that much <laughs> um but in in the same breath i'll also go god i need to read more i just don't have any time to read sure right and both of those things can't be true right and so that seems a little that's why i said it feels a little petty or a little childish or a little like but I really enjoy watching, you know, I'm watching uh, Drive to Survive right now. The, oh, the new season's the out. The new seasons of, of mm-hmm. F1 on Netflix. And I could literally just like chain watch them. I just watch them all and probably stay up till 4 a.m. And But I, I, I can't. Do you secretly want to be an F1 driver? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't, man? What, a cool, what yeah. a cool job that would be. I want to be an F1 driver. I want to be a fighter pilot. You know, one of my mentors actually recently, they said, it kind of hit me in the gut. He said, you know, the, you know, the big difference between those who are wealthy and those who are not is the wealthy would rather be educated and the unwealthy would rather be entertained. Woo. And I thought, oh my gosh, that kind of hit me square in the gut. I mean, that's exactly what I'm talking about <laughs> is consciously being willing to forego the entertainment because I, I arrive at the end of my day, and I know you're the same way. I know a lot of people are the same day, same way, exhausted. You arrive yeah. at the end of the day, skidding into home plate, like poured it all out on the field, and you don't want to give more energy to something else. Right. And you just want to check out. And certainly there's moments that that's for. Right. You know, and uh, I'm not saying I'm going to stop watching Netflix, <laughs> but I. I think that I am watching more than I probably should. And and that's my that's my lens, right? That could be defined however. Someone right, may have right. to cancel their subscription altogether because they know they can't self-regulate. Okay, great. Um, but I need to focus more on education and less on entertainment. Yeah, that's good. 
that's a lesson probably for all of us to to take in how about um, you i think we're all there yeah i i'm firm on that i keep playing the entrepreneurial game of cause and effect with uh what i'm excited about so meaning you know i want to get in a barbecue you know i want to put it out there you know i want to take the next steps but i keep uh stalling because this hasn't this this cause hasn't happened yet so the effect hasn't taken place no no no. i need to be the cause and i need to be the effect right mm-hmm. i don't need to wait for those things to happen i need i just need to go make them happen so meaning i just need to go start putting more putting time into it and start developing it and making it happen so one idea i have for this year is i actually got to reach out and it's not going to be today but i'm going to make a note of it right now is I'm going to reach out to the farmer's market to see if I can make sandwiches for this year's farmer's market. Oh, for one of the, what the, the caterers heck? that they do yeah. for an evening? What the heck? It's something, yeah. right? It sacrifices a day. It gets me out there every single week in the summertime doing what I love to do. It gets my product out there, my brand out there. It's a start. And I need to start developing this into something, into actual motion. And I'm going to. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Love it. So that sacrifice is giving up a day, maybe even two to put out what I want to put out to the world. Yeah. So got to make it happen. Start, stop talking about it and start being about it. That's great. My, my final thought here as we approach 50 minutes is right in alignment with that. And that is success comes at your inconvenience, not your convenience. Oh, totally. Oh man. I think I've said it before too, but, um, what do they say? Uh, uh, failure is painful, but so is success. It's up Mm. to you. Right. Mm -hmm. Both are painful. Both, you know, are going to uh, uh, command sacrifice no matter what. And so uh, I'm excited for us. I'm excited for you guys. And um, yeah, I'm excited to take a sacrifice that I need to take. That's good. That's all I got. Anything else? That's it. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Processing Purpose. We hope you grabbed a few gold nuggets to take one step forward in your journey of life and business. Please remember to like and subscribe our channel if you'd like to get more content to help you build and grow everything around you. Make today your best day. Today is day one.